Hey, thanks for stopping by. Remember to follow The Gilded Cast on Instagram. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. And don't forget to rate it and review it. This week, I want you to meet Marjorie Velasquez, candidate for District 13 of the New York City Council in 2021. Here's what we talked about. Marjorie Velasquez, mija. Hey, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I am good. I am good. It's been a long couple of weeks out petitioning, making sure everyone's okay. Um, you know, I right. think that the biggest concern is um, not getting anyone, especially on the staff or the volunteers, uh, sick and not compromising their health. Um, COVID is so weird. Uh, um, it's a, such a different uh, type of virus where it, it affects folks so differently. I've seen literally asymptomatic folks and I've known like uh, one of my closest and dearest friends being at the hospital um, almost intubated. So like it's the reality, right? And she's my age and it's that you just don't want to put anyone in that position. That That's so true. And and uh, the lingering effects of the, va- the virus are like, they vary so much and they're so bizarre. They're so different from anything else that we that we've heard of like when we're talking about recovery, we also have to talk about the long-term implications of this recovery, right? Um, will we have enough sick days uh, for folks that are still trying to deal with this, uh, the lingering effects, and how do we keep that and opening up our businesses and making sure that we're respecting uh, folks um, with what they're going through? It's it's not going to be easy. And it's so important to touch on small businesses because that is an important policy issue um, in your campaign. It's such an important part of your platform. Tell me about what you what you're ready to what are, what are you prepared to do in the council as soon as you come in to support small businesses? Again, like they've been affected like so many of us individually and as families. Um, but for them, that is their sole source of income and they're the source of jobs um, for our city. So what are you what are you prepared to do? What are your plans to to make sure that they they come back stronger than ever? I mean, there's several things that we need to talk about, right? It's accessibility uh, for folks, right? What's the outreach been to the small businesses? Are they fully aware of the different grants of the different small business loans? Um, and you know what? Our loans, what really will help them? Adding more debt. Um, is perhaps not the best approach. And so we need to make sure that we're looking at what revenue, uh, how do we increase revenue uh, without burying them in debt? That's one of the things that we really need to work on. Also, when we're talking about accessibility, it's also language access, right? Um, my parents are, um, are Puerto Rican, and so um, Spanish is easier for them, right, to, to, to reach out to them. So those are like when we're looking at folks, are we approaching them um, within um, their space, their confines, and making sure that they know of everything that, go, that is going on in their own languages, right? Um, New York City is so big and powerful because of its diversity, and so we should be respectful of that and making sure that language access is key when applying to small businesses. So one, it's accessibility, having folks on the other end of the phone being able to respond to them in their native language, right? Um, that's one. Two, having materials uh, produced um, to apply in their native language as well, if it's Spanish, you know, whatever language is more um, 
comfortable for them. That's two. And um, three, it's how we build up, right? Um, it should be looking at alternate ways. Um, are we going to finally look into commercial rent control? Because one of the biggest challenges has been how do I pay rent when my business is literally closed because the state has told me to close it down? We're talking about mom and pop shops that literally are uh, safe havens for so many kids, right? Uh, I know for yeah. me, uh, growing up, if anything would ever happen, my mom says, you know, our safe point would be the dry cleaner, right? And having that relationship with the dry cleaner and saying, look, take care of my kid and, and understanding that dynamic, right? They're not just a place to to do business, they are family and they are out to protect our family. So since they are family, we need to protect them. Tell me, tell me how has being Boricua shaped you as a candidate and as a person? Oh, wow. Um, as a candidate, it, okay, so well, let's take it back to my parents. Um, mommy, when she, mommy first got here, she was 13. Then she went back to Puerto Rico um, and came back when she was, she came back when she was uh, 21. Um, so she did 13 and then 21. Uh, my dad got here when he was 16. Um, he had just finished high school and wanted to go to college. His sister lived in Morris Park with her Italian husband. And so it, um, Bobby also found a job at Johnny's Reef. So like, let me tell you, my family literally has roots here forever um, in this district. Um, and their story, right, of coming here, uh, working their way up, making sure um, that their kids understood the value of not only education but hard work right um, and this is during the time of um, the bronx was burning right i was born in 1981 and there was an opportunity for them to go back to puerto rico and they chose to stay here right they chose to show us um, the many ways that you can uplift a community right it's uh, giving shelter to the unhoused. It's feeding those who are hungry and it's literally um, picking up the community any which way possible, right? Um, and for my dad and my mom, their focus for us was education and the right to vote. Um, literally, uh, my dad always uh, was out there in the streets getting people registered to vote because he's like, el voto es tu voz. And he literally, that's always what he would educate us on. Um, and so for us, it's understanding that power that we've had. It's always funny, right? Um, I guess by being Puerto Rican, um, when we're going back to it, it's it's the, the, the blessing of being able to be bilingual uh, for me, um, at least my parents was always taught us uh, Spanish at the home, English in school. Um, I learned English at the age of uh, four or five. Um, and so it's, it's interesting to hear, right, that, and you can hear it sometimes when I struggle with words in English, it's because I'm thinking in Spanish. And I don't know if that ever happens to you where like, especially, especially when I'm being interviewed, right? Like in my English, I struggle with the word and I'll just throw a Spanish word. And then when I'm doing this, when I'm speaking Spanish, then I struggle and I just throw an English word. It's just like right. fully like Spanglish. And I can right. say that, like, that's my whole thing. It's like, you know, like fluent in Spanglish and, and it works um, <laughs> for us also. Definitely in New York it works. Right. <laughs> um, because I, I, I want to speed through my conversation. So like if the word doesn't pop up, I said, um, yeah, but that's right. For, and it works. 
<laughs> it works. And I think um, when it comes down to, um, especially the the Puerto Rican folks in general, right? Um, I think uh, the most powerful strength we have was building up a community at a difficult time. And now we've seen um, more folks coming from different areas and, and being that anchor, if you will, in the beginning are for folks and, and having that communication. And I, and I know it's different for uh, uh, Puerto Ricans, right? Because we don't have to uh, go through um, the immigration uh problems right and, and those issues right and let's be very real there's a, a whole system there that we need to address um and how folks take advantage right of immigrants and um taking a stand against that right over these uh folks these things que le van a ayudar y le van a dar a la ciudadanía and they like rob them and, and that's mm -hmm. one of the things I'd like to have a, a more meaningful discussion about at some point where, you know, like these are pathways to become a citizen. And if a person promises you a shortcut, uh, don't listen to that because it's usually fraud and, and we need to protect you right, um, right. from those uh, folks. Um, so I think as as Puerto Ricans, we have the ability um, to have conversations um, and it's up to us to step up uh, for our brothers and sisters that are coming in here uh, from the Caribbean, from South America, from Central America, and um, having these conversations about our experiences and how we can build up, right? It's going back to those fundamentals where I mentioned that my family taught me, it's literally you build up, you know, you are family, we, we gotta take care of one another and it's okay. about building each other up. I mean, the Bronx is like the birthplace of so much music, of so much culture, of so many genres. Um, and being a Boricua, I feel like that's just, that's another layer of, of culture and, and a whole different canon of music that you had growing up. Um, what music do you listen to to like remind yourself of like where you came from? What music do you listen to to remind you of your of your Bronx roots that that like reinvigorate your fight for your district. It's interesting. I have a different musical like spectrum, if you will. Um, if it's so, <laughs> this is gonna be funny. Um, so Saturdays and Sundays, right? Um, especially early in the mornings, I think about my mom and how she cleans using Spanish music, right? So <laughs> that's where like Fania All Stars, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Mark Anthony, <laughs> Celia right. Cruz, all of that. Um, that's heavy on rotation on the weekends in the morning right. because that's right. me and my mom. Um, for certain days like full focus um i've been digging this one station on um sirius xm it's called the the pitbull mr worldwide station i know don't judge me um <laughs> i love it but <laughs> that's right, like I my in south music. florida i grew up in ah! south florida so i'm from the bronx and i grew up in south florida so keep talking I got your heart then. <laughs> um, no, it's like this station. I literally found it um, and it just gets me out, right? So that's my uh, weekly, like Monday through Friday. Like I need to get up in the morning. It's that pit bull station. I'm like, mm, waking up. Um, 
the chill music, the coffee house music is also something I like to focus in on, especially when I need to do any of these gazillion questionnaires. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's one of the things like not a lot of candidates um, have spoken on that I've seen. Um, we've got a lot of questionnaires and a lot of it is catered to our own thoughts, our, our own experiences. And so mm -hmm. it, you really can't copy paste, right? Um, lived right. experiences. And so um, it's about focusing on that. So it's having the right music, having the, the right environment uh, to uh, do that. So that's my coffee house station. Um, and then <laughs> this is all serious FM, by the way. Um, and <laughs> tell you, uh, and it's usually in my car where I focus. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> uh, that's great. I um, I love this. I love this eclectic mix of music and how you use it for different things to focus, to get ready, amped in the weekends. I love it. Marjorie, so you were one of the first, you were one, you were one of the few candidates who launched their campaign challenging an incumbent. The status of that has changed recently since the incumbent announced he wouldn't be running for re-election. And the endorsements have been like flooding in. Marjorie, what are you hoping for this incoming class of council members? It's going to be tough. What do you think this uh -huh. council is going to look like? I think it's going to be young and diverse and a lot of folks with different lived experiences, right? And that's what we need, right? We have an opportunity for social workers. We have an opportunity uh, for accountants like myself. Um, we have an opportunity um, for teachers, right? As we're recovering, having these different voices be heard um, and being at the table Awesome. I, I totally agree with you. There's so many excellent candidates across the city and diverse in so many ways. Um, it would be, it's if we get this right, um, we're going to have a, a really representative city council and that's exciting. And that's what this podcast is about, elevating those diverse voices. Um, Marjorie, let me see your t-shirt real quick. I'm trying to, I've been trying to read it all. Oh, in all you need is love. Hold on. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, All I right, think Marjorie, that that's how it's gonna get us out of this. We're gonna love each other. It's like you know, even in the hardest days, right? Um, Yankees and Met fans can get along. So, <laughs> and I'm a Yankee fan, and my husband's a Met fan. It's you know, we've survived for 14 years. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you so much, Marjorie, for taking the time off the trail to speak with me time away from connecting with voters to talk to the Gilded cast. I appreciate you very much. Um, and take care. Talk soon. Take care.